What's up, guys? Welcome to episode 12 of Drunk Boy's Basement, where drunk conversations happen. We're joined again by Tristan. Hey, guys. I'm glad to be back. Uh, he just never seems to leave. He never leaves. No, he never does. He's <laughs> no, always, like that little he, gremlin under the bridge. He's always lurking. Uh, before we get started, one thing I did want to bring up is we are officially... Uh, our podcast has made it to Breaker, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, and Radio Public, and Apple Podcasts. This is kind of a new development um, for us, and it's kind of uh, kind of impressive because we weren't on that many platforms before, but now we are. So if you get any of your podcasts through those outlets, check us out. And as always, those uh, links will be on our Facebook page, so you can go to those links. Listen to us and judge us accordingly. Oh, share the podcast too, for sure. Like if you hear it or if you see the post on Facebook, just reshare it, guys. Like just spread the love. Come yeah. On. Yeah. Tristan, see, he's doing it. He's not even getting paid for this. I, yeah, I'm, I'm, a, <laughs> I'm a guest, but just, you know, just quick, quick click of the share button. and like, Yeah, it, it goes a long way. Yeah. Um, your 100 friends see it. And if just one of them, then they're 100. And like, you, you know. guys are doing the Lord's work at that point. So good and, for you. And one other thing while we're, we're talking about sharing and everything, um, we, we've started to get some uh, DMs, uh, direct messages on Facebook, uh, <clears throat> start getting some feedback. Um, we really appreciate it when you guys actually do give us that, that feedback as we can kind of figure out better ways to, to suit our audience. Um, to I guess sue us? To suit. sue them or us? <laughs> Wait. Suit. Suit. Um, probably not the right term, but um, yeah. You guys, hold on. You guys want to hear the greatest segue ever about sharing? Okay. What about sharing the coronavirus to your neighbors? Wait, 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 wait. Oh. Before we get into that. Uh, well, let's scale it back. Hold on. No, that was a perfect <laughs> transition. Hold on, hold on. Come on. So, so um, one of the things that you could also do is leave us uh, some ratings on Apple Podcasts. Leave us some reviews. We'll read them on air as mean as some of them could be. We'll read them. We'll critique you <laughs> as a person. Uh, that's something we also want to get into. So please feel free to leave us reviews on any of the aforementioned um, outfits that we're on. With that being said, we do like a, like a this week's news segment. But um, <laughs> have you got – okay, so there is this thing going around all week. I think it started earlier this week, like Monday, Tuesday. And it was about a uh, child that was nine years old that was being bullied for his dwarfism. Have any of you guys seen this on Facebook or any social media outlet? Yeah, no. I did see that today. Okay, so you saw that. You yep. probably haven't seen it. No, right? I have not. So – there was this thing going around where this kid was crying. His Apparently his mom was filming this kid crying, saying, I want to die. I'm being bullied. Because he was being bullied for his dwarfism, for how small he is and being nine years old. Makes sense, right? So kids are, kids are mean when they're younger, especially in grade school. So anyway, mom's filming kid in the car crying. He's like, I want to die. He's, his face all red. He's been crying. Fast forward to yesterday. So, I, well, I guess, okay, we'll back up. So some performers uh like uh brad williams he's a comedian he's got dwarfism i don't know if you are familiar with him sean not not really he's, he's done some movies hasn't he? yeah he's done yeah. movies he's a he's a famous comedian uh he's got dwarfism super funny guy but he raised about 35 dollars for this kid because he felt bad and the goal was to send him and his mom to disneyland you know to to, to make the dream come true and just make him be in a place of love be in a be in a place of love so Fast forward to yesterday, and people are like, okay, wait a minute. Who is this kid actually? Come to find out, he's 18 years old, and he finessed everybody. Like, he got 30 grand from celebrities. He got endorsements from, like, Ellen DeGeneres. 
He finessed everybody. He's a social media influencer. No, that you know, no one that found happens out. a lot. I mean, it there's, does. There's stories all over, like all the time of people who like, uh, it's sad that people would like feel that if they make a sad story about a fake situation just to get publicity, that happens so much. No, it does. And that's the thing. So I initially saw that, that post and I was like, damn, like that's like bullying's rough. Like I, I, I'll be honest. I didn't think too much of it cause I was kind of in my own, you know, my own realm of existence. So I was like, you know, that's rough. Didn't think too much of it. And then I started seeing people coming on social media and they're like, wait a minute, who actually is this kid though? Has anyone looked in this kid? Yeah. turns out he's 18. He's flexing the 30,000 he got on Instagram. He's being this just, he's an influencer. He's got a ton of followers and in all of his Instagram pictures, he's wearing like Gucci stuff and all sorts of just name brand shit. And everyone is up in arms about it now because people like. Well, they're not getting their donations back. No, they ain't getting no donations back. Uh uh-uh. uh. That, that was a funny thing is, so I was on Facebook today and I've was never that heard. Was funny thing though? Uh, well, that's bullying. That, that was not the funny thing. That's bullying. That's the, the funny part of my story is on Facebook. So <laughs> I actually never really like heard of the actual story. You probably saw a post of it though, right? So, so what happened is I was scrolling through Facebook and I, I saw a post from somebody that caught my eye Yeah, and it was all like this little kid's like actually 18 years old and he's lying yeah, to everyone. That was, that was dude. And I was like, wait, what story is this? <laughs> so yeah. So initially, like I said, at the beginning of the week, that was what people were talking about. Like. ABC News aired it like it was a big thing because this kid was like, this is the effect of bullying. And there were like, um, so like social media influencers and like movie stars and whatever coming out saying like, yeah, bullying's bad. And then a few days later, it's someone like, yeah, someone, he was like, nah, it's, it was a joke. Like I was kidding. It wasn't a big deal. And everyone's like, what the hell is well, going on here? And you know, what's <laughs> sad too is like, he's like saying it's not a big deal. And like, it was a publicity stunt, but like, People who are bullied and maybe like in similar like uh, I don't want to say birth defects, but like he you know, used that simil- to his advantage though. Yeah, well, exactly. Like, like similar situations, seriously. like they actually look like they're like, oh, I I know what he feels like. Like I've gone through this myself as well. It's glad to see someone relate, and then just to see that the whole thing's fake and it's just like it just makes like those people that like would have looked up to him like you know this person was openly talking about what it feels like to be bullied, and then the whole thing's fake and it's just like people would have looked up to him that have been in those similar circumstances. It's just kind of a slap in the face. I'm like, yeah, no, and it's that's, so messed and up. And then you get into the legal aspect of things and it's like, technically that's theft by deception. It is. It you is. know, so um, there was a story a couple, I mean, a few years back of someone in a similar circumstance that was just like being bold, quote unquote, being bullied for the way they looked. Mm. They get tons of money. Because like they were getting made fun of for being poor, all the stuff. But what's the? What's and they the, wanted the money to go to college. What's the? But but, but what's the stigma behind that? Because I've noticed that like, if there's like a kid right that shows up on like social media and his life's tough, and then Ellen is like, here's twenty thousand dollars or whatever it is. I've noticed that people with like problems in their life, whether it be bullying or what. I, I guess it's more centralized around bullying. But it's like, what is money gonna solve? Well, exactly. Like, <laughs> when has money ever solved like actual like? mental happiness like yeah that thing you bought with the money like i like i like the cars i have though yeah but like (laughs) but at the end of the day are you still as happy with or without oh no no exactly like money really does not bring happiness so it's so weird that that's like such like the quickest thing people go to it's just like oh you're really sad here's some money and it's like i you go talk to sad but i have 30 grand you talk to millionaires (laughs) or you know millionaires and they're just like i'm not any happier than i was with or without it like it doesn't define me as a person yeah. So it's just like, why do we give people money? 
That's what I've always wondered. Like, why did everyone jump to the fact that let's give him 30 grand or whatever? Like, God bless Brad Williams. I know he's trying to help, but I mean. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing is he probably knew what it was like growing up. Oh, I'm sure, he, I'm, sure, get, I'm sure he did. To get but... bullied and then to find it's fake. And it's just like, how often are people, the thing is like, you gotta realize how detrimental that is to the entire society as well, where people are like, oh, this person's hurt. Let me help out. And then the thing's fake. It's like, how are they going to reach out the next time that someone, you know, cries for help? And like, is it a cry for like, it's a more cry, of a, like it's wolf more, cry? Yeah, or? it's more of a detriment to the people that actually are suffering from stuff like that. That and the people who are going out of their way to help because it's like, are they going to help I, the uh, next person? I really trust you here. Like, are you actually sad? Yeah, like why would I give you yeah. money because like the last person burned me? Who's to say that you're not doing the same? So it's just like now you have like a group of people who aren't going to go out of their way. And it's just like now you live in a selfish society it's like is, there's a lot of that yeah, yeah like and it, it just it, it kind of it more so bothered me because um there are bullying is a huge issue and kids kids are mean man kids, like, are, kids mean. are mean um so i mean it's people you know from what i said earlier it's it's like i didn't i'll be honest as i said i don't i didn't think too much of it because it was like you know another casualty of war in a sense but then when i was like oh well he's not actually being bullied he's just finessing everybody and I was like, that's kind of why I was iffy about it from the beginning. It, in a weird sense, it's hard to explain. But um, the other thing I'm iffy about is the coronavirus, which you tried to get into. <laughs> I had that perfect. Um, so I just checked today. And so I what's believe... your what's your spiel about the coronavirus? So and there's a new one. What's it called? The Yara virus. Yara virus. What's up with that one? So that one's in South America. Okay. Apparently, it's not being reported on, but it's actually like. Why not? I, that's the, that's the weird thing is I don't know exactly why it's not being reported on, but apparently it's some, um, virus. Was that, that the one where the scientists found like cells that they've never discovered before? Yeah. Oh, pretty that much. Was, that was they're that they're all like, okay. we have no way to do anything about this because we have never seen it before. Yeah. Okay. Well, so, you know, what's super interesting about coronavirus. Um, I read this article. So 6,600 people have now died from results of coronavirus. Um, and I was reading a thing uh, probably a week and a half ago about how the they think the Chinese government could be underplaying how many people are dying. There was the for the sever like to hide the severity of the disease. So there was this weird video going around on Vice for it was like it was circulated for like forty eight hours. It was a weird thing, and it ended up on Facebook. I don't know how I saw it, but it was a video of like people just falling over, like. You have like the police officers that are like directing traffic and they're just falling over. And what they were classifying that as is these people have the coronavirus and they're just collapsing. And I was like, yeah, but like, okay. The, the and it, but the thing is it disappeared. It was there and then it just disappeared again. Well, it could be like fake news because vice really tries to do a good job of avoiding fake news. And that's one thing I definitely credit vice for and why I think that they're an extremely like reliable news source. Um, I, I think you guys should definitely download the Vice app and check there for world news because I do think they do a really good job. They seem to be unhindered by major influences. That's that's the thing too. Well, yeah. No. So they so they um, the original creator. He was a, he's an out there dude, but he was just all about um, getting down to the source of of circumstances. Like he grew up um, Muslim. And his parents went on Hajj, which is um, the Muslim tradition where you go to Mecca, which is like their holiest city. 
Um, and so he did that and filmed it. And it was the first time that's ever been filmed for like people to see on a large scale. And that's what really blew Vice up. And they do a really good job of unbiased opinions until it comes to like political candidates. Then they're extremely biased and I tried to avoid them. But anything else like Corona, that's probably why they would have removed the video is they couldn't guarantee the it seems legit- legitimacy of the video. The thing about this, according to the CDC, is so the symptoms are fever, cough, and shortness of breath. I get that. That's like a once a day thing for me. <laughs> a flight of stairs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I get it can last. Um, it can appear as soon as in as soon as two days and last as long as fourteen days after exposure. Here's my question though: Is 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 the coronavirus contagious? Yeah, yes, it that's how it's getting spread. The, well, I don't know. I've heard so many different things. I just need clarification. Well, no, the so <laughs> uh, the CDC says the new coronavirus, classified as COVID, C O V I D nineteen, the coronavirus seems to be spreading from person to person. What that means is between people who are in close contact with one another about six feet via respiratory droplets, uh, coughs or sneezes. So it's, it's an, it's an aerosolized virus. Hmm. Okay. So, and what's really interesting about coronavirus is, um, it originally started in bats, I believe. And so viruses. Well, so hold on before you continue. Is that, so one of the things I heard was that people were eating bat soup. Correct. And you don't do that. Well, so what's really interesting, too, with diseases, microbial, um, like bacterial or viral, is... I, we should preface that your... What's your... Ma- what's your uh, biology. Of, well, your area yeah. of studies so biology. Biology, correct. Okay. So what's really interesting is uh, bacterial and viral infections are species-specific. So that's why you cannot get sick from your dog and you cannot get your dog sick is because certain organisms can only complete their reproductive cycle in specific organisms. So, so that's why what, dogs can get like kennel cough because they spread it to each other. But humans can't, re- same, can't contagious. The same, okay, correct. All right. So that's what makes coronavirus so interesting. <clears throat> um, just like Ebola virus is, um, you know, every time the virus reproduces, there's a chance for mutation, and mutations uh, that's what can cause it can cause it to jump from species to species. So the Ebola virus, um, HIV, uh, back in the eighties. Uh, coronavirus they all were other species uh you know viral infections hiv came from monkeys didn't it yes so they can evolve and jump into humans and i'm learning a lot tonight yeah so that's well that's what makes you know i think i think that part of biology is so interesting is like how something can just mutate now things don't mutate intentionally you cannot intentionally evolve a certain way mutations are random so it's just random chance that it evolves to jump to humans I mean, that's got to be a pretty large chance, though, right? Well, so that's the thing is you look at one human, um, let's say. So, I mean, you can have... So, viruses, the way they work is they're portions of DNA or RNA, which are, you know, the instructions for replication. Mm -hmm. So, what they do is they implant themselves into your cell. Mm -hmm. The cell, if it's mutated properly, doesn't recognize that that's a foreign object. Because if it's a foreign object... The cell will commit what's called apoptosis, which is basically programmed cell death. That, that cell will kill itself. Because it's not in the right atmosphere. Of, like, no, so the, the it detects that there's a foreign object inside it. The right environment for survival or something? No, so if the virus gets in and it goes, oh, this is a foreign object, I cannot continue, I can't wouldn't, reproduce. Would, yeah, but wouldn't like antibodies and white blood cells attack it then? 
well, so cells on an individual level. Oh, yeah. Like so they'll, okay. they'll, so white blood cells will come in and kill those bad yeah, cells. Yeah. Well, what happens is like the coronavirus has evolved similar enough to human DNA that it can get into the DNA. And then when the cell's replicating, it's going to replicate that virus as well. Right. And so if you get a virus in, and some human cells replicate in 24 hours. So let's say you get, I don't know, infected with 200 coronaviruses, not that hard impossible considering the scale of everything and in 24 so, hours you're at 400 so with 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 the transfer of like aerosolized human waste so coughing or or you know sneezing so that's increasing the chances right because well, correct a whole bunch of so i mean and the thing is you got to realize this stuff grows exponentially so let's say something replicates every 24 hours and you start with one then you're at two 24 hours later four eight sixteen thirty two you can see how this grows so fast and so and it can basically uh spread exponentially as well so, so if, if by some chance you had like one coronavirus inside you and inside you there's a there's a very good chance that your body will get rid of it as opposed to maybe well not 50 yeah of course and so those things always because if the cell can detect it but the thing is they don't always detect it because your body doesn't know how to read it right yeah and so you get infected with it and that virus is already replicating and okay so you get infected you go into a public place you get five people infected those five people get five people infected and you're already up to 25 people so like see, you can see how it spreads so fast. That's why you're at nearly 700,000 infected people in 40 days. If you go look at that graph, it's going to be exponential. See, Especially with like how condensed uh, China is. Oh yeah. yeah, I mean you you could reach out your you could reach your hand out and hit five people you've never met before. Well, so <laughs> and that's the thing too is you look at the timing of it all and it was the Chinese New Year where everyone's out celebrating for an entire week. Are you going on a conspiracy theory here? No. <laughs> <laughs> It's just the fact that there is a dense population of people and it just, as a matter of fact, happened at that same time. Same time, time. correct. So, see, that's why you need to get your vaccination, Sean. Not that there's well, a vaccination for this. Well, there's not vaccinations for viruses. Well, some viruses now, that's very, very new technology. Well, that's the thing. So, the, the whole thing about, like, the flu vaccine is, is science. It changes that, every year. Yeah, but the scientists are guessing how it's going to replicate. Correct. So, so uh, it could, the, 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 the shot could be effective. It could. But it could also not. So, <laughs> so most of the time, they uh, they know how viruses are going to evolve. And that's why flu shots, you have to get them every that's year. That's why you can't get a shot for the common cold. Because common cold comes in a myriad of different Correct. mutations. So, but there was one year, I want to say it was the SARS virus. They guessed how it was going to evolve incorrectly. And it killed thousands of people. I was going to say, that vaccine, if they do it wrong, could kill people. Without, well, not the vaccine the itself. The vaccine won't kill people, but they're not going to be protected from that influenza. Well, yeah, but so, okay. So then they get vaccinated with it. It doesn't do anything. Correct. And so that's why it's so important that the scientists get it right. But at the end of the day, it's a guessing game. Yeah. Isn't that Isn't just, that all genetics is? Yeah, really. I mean, I mean it is. you're looking you, at it from a, I mean, it's, it's honestly a chance in a million that all three of us are here. Uh, it's probably in, in a lot less than that. But yeah, no, that's what's crazy is if you get that wrong, the consequences are unbelievable. So now you have scientists looking at the coronavirus. They just detected it two weeks ago. They got the first electron microscope picture of the coronavirus itself. And so they know what it looks like. Um, they already found out what family and genus of virus it belongs to. And so they can start working with known vaccines that work in those families and start 
fixing and alterating, alternating and altering those vaccines to try to get something to protect against the coronavirus. So here's something interesting going over to Sean's Yara virus. So <laughs> we are hopping all over the place. It's the, oh, well. it's the same category. At I mean, least we're not all over the. Good, good point. Same subject. <laughs> so Yara or Lara, uh, a water queen figure in Brazilian mythology, was recovered from Lake. I can't say that word. An artificial lake in the Brazilian city of. Can't say that either. <laughs> so, um, while Yara virus may be no supernatural siren, the virus could prove to be just as mysterious as the water name. So, so they're saying that, I mean, there's there's nothing. Science has nothing to classify yeah. this as. Yeah, they literally do. You not can't know. you can't start from something you don't understand, and that's. This article I'm reading in Scientist Discover Magazine is like, these scientists are like, we don't even know what Where to, to do start. with this. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, so what's interesting too is, uh, I mean, if you look at that and you go, we don't know. It's but, a water-dwelling virus. But the thing is like every everything we've ever gone in, into any sort of science field is we don't know. Uh, I mean, if you go to the doctors, For- you're sick. Within 24 hours, they can already – they can sequence out the See, DNA of what you're infected with. I agree with what you're saying here, but the way that they pronounced this was, I think, a media frenzy. Yara virus, we don't know anything about it. Okay, everyone's going to die soon. That's how it was presented to me. That's but how the I thing saw is, that. We don't huh. – no matter what – anything new, when the coronavirus came out, we didn't know what it was. No, right? but then it started killing people, and then everyone panicked. But this Yara virus – at the same upbringing as the coronavirus, people are like, okay, we already don't know about a virus that scientists are trying to figure out. Now here's something that geneticists can't even decipher. So we're really, in but trouble. that I mean, that's how it that always starts, though. I mean, that's where I, I get. That. I think that's a media panic button. That's what I'm saying is I think that it could have been presented in a lighter tone because this hasn't infected anyone. They're just but, saying we discovered this. But what gets clicks? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> So, but so you look at that and they go, okay, it's waterborne. We don't know what it is. We don't even know if it can infect infect humans. Well, so they have a apparently the CDC has a protocol for viral viral detection. So, okay, that's the thing that blows my mind. So the CDC has something in place for viral viral detection. So their system picked this up. So their system is familiar with some sort of a genetic makeup to detect this, but they still don't understand it. Well. How does that make so, sense? So DNA is always made of the same four building blocks and RNA is made of the same five, four. And we're assuming that. So you can always, so you can literally just run something through a sequencer and go, okay, we have a hit for something genetic. Now what you do is you take 20 nucleotides long, which are, you know, basically letters of the genetic code and run it against every known sequence. And Sean's you go, laughing because I just killed another bottle of Jack. <laughs> oh, and I was actually laughing at the fact that some of our listeners are probably like, what is he talking about? Yeah. <laughs> so I'll try simplifying this as much as possible. But I'll basically, try dumbing it down for you idiots. <laughs> <laughs> so your your DNA is made of letters, A, T, C's, and G's. So you can Look, map out. I didn't out. do so well in biology in high school. That's fine. Be honest. I don't so, know the alphabet, so. <laughs> You've made I that never learned how times. to read. <laughs> So you sequence it and you go, okay, here's 20 base pairs. The chances are of those 20 base pairs matching up to something else that's it's not related to are so slim. Well, so what, okay, so what they're saying in this is that it's not that the genetic makeup is unknown. It's that the proteins that are contained within the genetic makeup are unknown. They've never so, seen those proteins. And you know what's so interesting is that's where I a lot don't. of that's where a lot of medical discoveries come from too. You look at insulin. That's actually what it was. Was wasn't that an accident? Um, no, that plastic. 
a, a lot of things in science. Wait, 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 wait. What? Hold on. <laughs> Plastic was discovered by accident. Okay. Um, no, so insulin, the, the guy who found it was looking for it. Um, there's specific genes in the human body that create insulin. Uh, they found what those genes were. Uh, so what they did was they also found it's those artificial, in pigs. It's artificial insulin. So it, yeah. So what they did is they found that same gene in pigs because pigs and humans share very similar molecular structures. What about monkeys? Very similar as well. Okay. So no, I they just did, say that because people are like freaking out. Uh, not to detract from what you're saying, but people are freaking out because there was like a, a gorilla that had uh, white pigmentation in its fingers. And everyone was like, it resembles a human hand. And everyone's like, we already know that we're related to gorillas. <laughs> we're pretty closely related. <laughs> like, it's not a huge scientific discovery here. <laughs> what was I saying? You're talking about um, RNA and DNA oh, and how so, you're trying so to clean so, up a murder scene. Yeah. So what's super interesting is you look at insulin. They found that same gene in pigs. Well, they put that pit, that gene from pigs that create insulin in bacteria and grow the bacteria and extract the insulin out of it. And that's how we get our insulin today. So there's tons of things that we, proteins that in we your would, mind. So you, you're, you know, studying biology. Would you go into like genomic research? Like, is that something that interests you? Uh, I, I think it's an interesting field. Like genetics? No, genetics is a little more boring than like, so there's like virology, which would study viruses, okay. microbiology, which would sort of study bacteria. The thing is these fields are so specific nowadays. It's not like 60 years ago when 70 years ago, when a lot of this was unknown and it's just like, all right, let's go figure out how the cell works. Well, the CDC is always hiring. What I was going to say <laughs> was, so with that knowledge in mind about insulin, do you think that it's, it's a viable option for insulin to be priced as high as it is. You've seen the insulin oh, caps, right? Oh, no. So, the recent insulin caps are $25. Um, a lot of insulin prescriptions now in the U.S. are $430. Yeah, but there are states that are capping it. Correct. So what? So that's a really interesting political conversation. I, well, that, I guess what I'm saying is... Is it justified? With, with, for what it takes to make it. No. Um, okay. That, it costs 3 $4 to make for an insulin that they're selling for 400 you can go down to Mexico buy the same amount of insulin for $17 that you can spend for $400. I'm not, I'm not trying to be, I just don't know about Mexican insulin. Sean, <laughs> what do you feel about? It comes from this. It comes from, so there's only two manufacturers in the world that make insulin. You, I, but I feel like at that point, that's kind of a given that they're going to capitalize off the fact that there's two of them. They can produce captive marketing and captive pricing. So, well, it's not so much that, I mean, because in most places in the world, it's so cheap because well, okay, a lot of these companies, that, okay, they have moral it's, compasses. It's, it's funny that you say that. I, I don't know if I told you this, but when I was in uh, Belize with my, when I was vacationing there with my parents, when I was visiting them for Christmas. Medicine's cheap. Exactly. So super cheap. We were eating pizza across. I feel like everything's cheap outside of the U.S. <laughs> True. To, well. To Depending them, on where you're at. To them, them it's the same price. To them, it's more. the same price. To oh. us, it's cheaper because a lot of countries are basing the dollar because the dollar is steady because it's based off gold. Good point, yeah. So the dollar is steady. But if you have like the yen, oh boy, that that is going up and down. Well, <laughs> Relative was, to our dollar. That's what I mean. So yeah. So anyway, but what I was getting at was my parents and I, the last, I think it was probably the last night I was there, we were eating pizza at this at this place and across the street was this like drugstore and I was, I was facing it and I was talking to my dad and I was like, man, there are a lot of people going in and out of that. And he was like, yeah, that's like the local drugstore, but tourists hit that. Hit they it. They hit it and they go back to the States because or wherever they you, came from. So you are allowed to bring home 
90 day prescriptions. So in my mind, as an entrepreneur, I was like, all right, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to buy a whole bunch of insulin and then sell it for $1,000 a piece. <laughs> so <laughs> perpetuate uh, the problem. So there's a movie called Dallas Buyers Club, uh, Matthew McConaughey. And Dallas Buyers Club. Yeah, it's a true story. Um, during the 80s, when the AIDS epidemic really broke out, he went to Mexico and was buying the drugs there because it was so much cheaper. What drugs do you take for AIDS? Uh, I'm not sure. There's a back then. Anti-inflammatory. <laughs> there was, <laughs> there was a lot of like um, antiviral su- like suppression medicine. Oh, yeah. uh, a lot of stuff. The 70s and 80s, AIDS was a huge So thing. what he would do was go over, buy thousands of supplies. Thousands and, of units of that stuff. And he'd bring it back over and they say, you can only bring 90 days. And he would say, this is 90 days. Don't You can't tell me what's 90 days supply. Right. And then he was selling it within the local his local community of people who were infected with for AIDS half price for dirt cheap yeah, because you couldn't even get it because this stuff wasn't regulated in the mm-hmm. U.S. The FDA would not let you take this because it's all about money. Well, not that so that's that's where I was like, okay, so you're telling me that I can go in there right now and buy anything I want. My dad was like, yeah, yep. straight up, and I was like, so you're talking about oxycodone, anything, oxy-co- and he was like, yeah, because. There isn't an addiction thing here. The biggest thing I can't, geez, I'm not even going to say it because I don't know what the, there, there's some sort of a problem in Belize. It's, I don't know what it is, but it's not prescription drugs. Well, the reason it's not prescription drugs is because they don't have money for prescription drugs. Yeah. And that's, that's what he was saying. He was like, the reason that you can go in there and buy Oxycontin, Oxycodone. is because people aren't abusing it. You can go buy whatever you want. And they don't regulate it because people are not abusing it. Their people aren't going to doctors to get scripts for oxycodone. That's not what happens in Belize. Everyone, Belizeans have bigger problems than oxycodone addictions. So back to the insulin, you know, being $400, you know, a serving or whatever you would call it, a unit. (laughs) Serving. Uh, So they're $17 in Mexico. So what happened is... Health insurance wants to pay out the least amount of money possible, right? So hospitals, drug companies have to raise the price. But what the hell is the point of health insurance if you're paying out the ass for a premium? That's what I've never understood. So that's the thing is it's it's really a multifaceted issue where it's government needs to step in, pharmaceutical companies, and health insurance companies. But the thing is not one per, not one side of that puzzle can fix it. All three have there's to work got, together. There's a capitalization factor. So that's the thing is so the, the healthcare is trying – Insurance is trying to pay out the least amount of possible on anything. So hospitals are charging outrageous prices to do anything just so they can make the bottom line on the dollar. And so they charge $400 for insulin because the insurance might only pay $40 for it. But if you don't have insurance, you're stuck facing those issues of it's $400 and I don't have insurance to cover that $400. Well, have any of you all seen those stories of those kids that are like stealing money? There, so that that was actually a moral – so in one of my business classes that I took, I think it was my sophomore year of college, there, the moral dilemma was – I think it was a law class. I can't remember, but it was if you catch a kid that's stealing money because he's trying to get insulin for his mom or, or whatever or he's stealing money because he needs food for his family, what do you do? What do you do here? It, depending on the position you're in. Have you never run into the uh, – like, one of those thought, exp- those it's, it's, it's thought an experiments. Eth- it's an ethical dilemma. You might get it different if you're studying different aspects of business, but it's still kind of the same principle in the sense that if you're stealing money for the greater good, is it still considered a crime? And a lot of people gravitate toward the fact that it's stealing. 
Yeah, at the, so that's the thing. It's, is, the, it's the shooting yeah. one person to save a thousand fallacy. It's the same thing in a sense. It's it's kind of an extreme sense, but it's still a fallacy nonetheless. I love those kind of thought experiments. It's just like, what, what do you oh, do? Oh, fallacies are brilliant. I think they're really, really thought-provoking like exercises. The problem is you run into is then you have studies that have been done like in the 80s and 90s. So if I, if I had a, enough time, I would Google this and I'd talk about it. But there was one instance where someone, uh, I'm not even going to get into it. it. It was, it was more along the lines of, it was about pain and it was, I'm not, I'm not going to get into it. Cause I, I can't, remember. is it the one where they have it's someone, a blind experiment. they have to push a button and it's going to cause the other person yes, pain, yes, that's but it. The, yes. what do they get out of it? Yes. Well, I forgot what it is. It's like. They get something if they push the button, knowing they're causing pain to somebody else. It's not the Stanford experiment, that's for sure. Oh, I remember this. I, I can't. Yeah, no, either. this is a fundamental like. So that's the thing is like people like how selfish are people, and that's something that's super interesting. I think you can take back to like that health health insurance. Like they're trying to pay out the least amount of possible to keep the most amount in their pockets, so it hospitals have to charge ridiculous things like i saw something where someone was getting charged they had a surgery nine dollars so for every pair of gloves they I were wearing back in the 80s childbirth was oh yeah so i actually one of my friends is a nurse and she was like every time we change every gloves time we, every time we change gloves it's another nine, ten dollars yeah and then and then the thing that really chapped my ass was uh she was a prenatal nurse so she deals with birth and stuff like that Skin to skin contact. When mom holds baby, four thousand dollars just for her to hold the baby. And it's why. So they have to charge exactly. That. It's they have to nickel and dime anything because the insurance isn't going to pay it, and they can't front those costs onto the consu- to the end person receiving the like the medical. You have so when I was studying health administration, you have you have three tiers. You have the bronze tier, the silver tier. The gold tier, and on the rare... Okay, I guess you have four. On, on the rare occasion, you have the platinum tier. One of the things that a lot of hospitals do, and... The First reason, off, this sounds like a Delta Sky Miles card. <laughs> well, the reason that I love uh, the college that I go to is because they look at it objectively. So, in a sense, what you're looking at is you're not looking at it from the hospital standpoint. You're looking at it from just an outsider standpoint. But the, the bronze, silver, gold, and platinum are levels of insurance so if you come in and you have a broken leg you have bronze insurance you're going to be in the waiting room for a hot minute if you've got silver not so long gold pretty quick platinum they will get you in a wheelchair the second you walk in that room and it's something that's unspoken in the medical world but if because they know their insurance is going to pay out exactly if you have platinum insurance your premiums are through the roof but you have the best medical care money can buy. So you could sprain your wrist and they will put you on a helicopter if you wanted. And they'll take you straight to the hospital. So that there, that's it's an unspoken thing. But if you really look into it, that's how it is. Well, it's the and same it's thing because with insulin. And it's, it's the same thing. It all comes down to insur- health insurance wanting money. And so it's like, do private health insurances, do they add any benefit to us as individuals or a community? where they're capitalizing on anything to where hospitals have to charge $10 for a pair of gloves every time, or they're charging $300 for a $10 boot for a broken foot. Like I broke my foot. 
They gave me a boot. My insurance got a bill for $300. That same boot at Walgreens, 10, 15 bucks. And it's because they have to. Um, look, you say what you want about that boot. When my mom broke her ankle, we skated through security at the airport. Oh, Every yeah. No, there's definitely time. some advantages. Disneyland. I'm going to exploit my mom a little bit here, but there was one time when we were flying international. My dad was like, skip the lines. She put that boot right on. We went right through the lines. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, there's definitely a huge issue. No, there's there's a massive issue. And, and you know, I think that it's going to always perpetuate no matter what. Because- so, you know, what's super interesting. And I, I know we don't ever talk politics is one of the presidential yeah, we, candidates. We try to stay away Correct. from politics because people have very radical opinions. For about sure. Some. For sure. Um, but something super interesting was uh, an interview with Joe Rogan and Bernie Sanders. And Bernie Sanders was talking about health insurance. And he, and he was the one who pointed out that it takes all three parties, you know, hospitals, health insurance, and government all at the same time to fix the issue. Where did this thing about socialism with Sanders start? Did he proclaim that? I'm going to be honest here. I don't follow politics. I, as, I'm not as too sure. Some people do, but I just have heard from word of mouth that Sanders so, is a... Well, so people, they what they do is they associate Sanders to socialism because he has socialistic ideas, um, universal health care. Marxist ideas. No. I mean... Less radical. <laughs> People um, could argue that. For sure. They definitely can. And I think they're legitimate arguments. Because uh, you, you can always draw correlations to anything uh, if you really wanted to, if you dig hard enough. Well, let me... But, before you continue, I'm going to sh- I'm gonna pick on you for a second. Damn. Why? So, you remember when you were visiting me in California? Yes. And f- I don't know how we got on the topic, but you're like, no, I'm voting for Trump. California? Okay, I, wait, when I went out to, was that even a thing back in that day? You visited me in 2016 during the preliminary presidential debates, like when it was between Hillary and Trump. Yeah, I'm not trying to start okay. any political drama bullshit here. I'm just saying, what caused you to want to vote for him? Is so, it because if you say it was because it's not Hillary, it's not a good, I'm just curious because I... You can't I'm, say it's not good. It's not a good opinion. No, I mean, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be honest here, and the listeners that listen to it, we might lose a whole bunch of listeners because of this. But I didn't vote in the last election because I just you you weren't happy with either. I couldn't candidate. align myself with any ideals that were in that in that poll, and I just I just couldn't do it. So that's where I found a candidate. And people will be like, well, you didn't do your civic duty. And I'll be like, well, you didn't pay taxes last year. So I don't know what you want. Well, me so to you know, so super interesting <laughs> point that you bring up. Uh, I feel like I'm in that same boat this year. Um, and what this year is a weird. It's a weird year. So I found a candidate I would like to support, and I'm actually going to write in a vote because I do have that civil duty to vote, even if I don't agree with the candidates we have. So if I say yeah, I, I voted for Harambe, you can't really get that upset <laughs> me because I still voiced my well, opinion. Well, see, but that's that's been the thing, and, and Sean can attest to this. That's why I try not to get into political debates or arguments, is because. I know I didn't vote, so I know I don't have a voice, and that's fine. And I'm making that apparent because I have no opinion. Correct, and that's I don't totally want to be. I don't want to be opinionated yeah. about it because I didn't. Participate. Well, and the thing is, like, see, see, but here's my question: Why does voting have to? Why, why does that make you opinionated? Because that's exactly why. Because political races in our country have become so media frenzied, so publicized. Almost like a weird game show in a sense. It is. It's so, like a really bad episode so, of The Bachelor. Yeah, so romanticized that I just don't want to participate in the weird 
economics that we're a part of just because it's weird like with how much trump tweets about just he's honestly just bullying other people on twitter and other candidates do the same thing i've seen bernie sanders come at trump and i've seen hillary clinton do the same thing at other can and it's just like i don't want to be a part it's just so at the end of the day does who's president does that really at the end of the day does that affect your life because no matter who's president I still wake up and I still go to sleep and I still eat three times a day. No, I mean, and I still they, hang out with my friends. They definitely affect my taxes for sure. But <laughs> at the end of the day, what? Yeah, but what I'm does what, that really what have an impact? I'm getting at your is happiness. It's just become so like romanticized. It's in gross. A weird sense. It's gross. It's whoever has. It's it's honestly, excuse my French, a dick measuring contest. At this, it point, really is. You know oh yeah. I mean? That's for and, sure. And I don't, I just don't feel like I want to be a part of that. Like I've got my own problems <laughs> and I know people yeah. be like, but you live in this country. I get that, but it'll work itself out. <laughs> see, see, here's my problem is, is like, I've always learned that taking an action is better than no action at all. I like, agree. like, I, I agree. Not so that's kind of why I had to vote in 2016 between Hillary. You can at and least say and I didn't. You tried. I didn't. And don't get it twisted. Like, I didn't mean to call you out and on who you voted for. I was just curious. Matter. I was just curious because you've got your own ideals. Tristan does, and so do I. Yeah, you know. So, but, so I, I mean, I mean, I don't like to think that I have a specific ideal. I mean, we all do. It's 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 just a natural thing. Um, Shoot, my brain just totally fried. <laughs> he, he looked, he looked like he had a really good thought, and then he just forgot it, <laughs> just poured out of his ears. So, so, I, but but what I was gonna say is, oh, like, you figured it out. Uh, no, not really. I think I'm on a different track because that was actually in my mind. <laughs> Let's see where this transition takes us. So, so this be interesting. I mean, so that's the one thing I, I can say is, I I definitely think that not not voting at all may be worse than at least giving a shot. I don't, I, you know what? And I'm not even, I don't disagree with you. I don't disagree. But I also don't disagree with you not voting. Like I, you totally have the right to not vote and you made a conscious decision to not vote, which I is think, just as powerful think, as voting. I, that's kind it of really is weird in a weird sense. I mean, true. In my own opinion, I can see that in my own opinion, that's how I kind of justified it was because it's not that it's I'm a being, vote at the end of the day. It's not that it's I'm a being, vote for no it's one. It's not that I'm being lazy. It's that I really just could not align myself with any of this stuff. And this whole political romanticization is just, it's just childish. Like in, in my mind, the perfect, the perfect candidatial, like presidential race would be like, I'm so-and-so here's my ideas. My name's so-and-so here's my ideas. And it's like, uh, I like your ideas. It's like, you don't need the bullying on Twitter. You don't need the, the fights on it's, CNN it's about the on. debates. Yeah, like, give me a break. It, yeah, it really is just a push and pull thing. And it's so sad to see because at the end of the day, it's like, we're just going to vote for the person who is the bigger bully. It's honestly, if you travel overseas, it can be pretty embarrassing sometimes. Oh, it's you, so... Oh, you're American? Well, guess who you are in, like... Regardless of who the president is, I, too. I feel true. like I have to say two things. One, um, in response to what you just said, um, I, I think the person that gets elected, they just have to kiss everyone's ass as much as possible. That's what makes Trump, Trump really super Trump doesn't really do that, though. It does. But the thing is, oh, I agree. The thing is, Sean, so you have to do that because at the end of the day, those are the people who elected you in. They're the reason you have that job. 
your job is to serve the people. It's not True. to control but the people. Here, here's my problem: is is why why have we come to this point that we we like as a president uh, as a candidate for presidency? I want to know who you are as a person. I don't want to know the person that that tries to get votes by not being themselves because that's a fake president to me. Yeah, and so that's who's not there for actual. Know, and so that's what really gave Donald Trump a lot of power in the 2016 election was he wasn't here to sit there and BS blah blah blah. He's just like, here's my ideas, and people are like, yeah, he's he's a person, he's not a politician. See, it, and that, it, and that's it, the, but it did not. It didn't help though that he was a reality star. But like, none but of the that thing shit. too is like, you really think that these farmers in Iowa and these like factory workers were like watching donald trump on whatever his tv show was like you really think that they were the apprentice like you really think they were watching him i mean sure i didn't know about this actually until after he's in president really oh i totally watched that show as a kid i i didn't i just heard my parents talking shit (laughs) so that's what's interesting is like it's like were these people really watching the apprentice like they all yeah they knew who donald trump was but we didn't know who donald trump was so it's just like the people like he's talking to us like we're people like we have jobs we have lives and no other politician was doing that they're just like it was a dick measuring competition donald trump comes Again, in and they're just like yeah so it's like people are like how did he win it's like it's pretty obvious if you just look yeah. at it yeah so. and, and, and i i will agree with that in response to your question earlier like why did i vote for trump in 2016 um if i was to put that in in a simple phrase I mean that what Tristan just said made a big impact on my my voting decision. Mm-hmm. I felt like I could not just leave this one alone. Um, otherwise, I may have been like you, and I may have just said like I don't care. I respect um, that. And and knowing the history and ideals of Hillary, I was like I can't. That was that was my thing. Is like people are like, well, just choose the lesser two evils. And I was like, why do I have, I have to, to choose, choose at all? Yeah. So but, I think I th- I totally believe in like the I think because so I. I do plan on writing in my vote this year I'm, no, for a I'm, specific I'm, candidate. I'm going to vote this year because I've been following it a little bit closer than I did. So I'm going to write in my vote. And to me, a write in vote for a, a third party or a, not one of the primary candidates is more powerful because so I, I totally endorse Andrew Yang, totally all about it. And I think a vote for him shows that his ideas got to people. And I really hope, really hope Andrew Yang gives us another shot in 2024. Um, but how powerful is that? You're just like, no, I didn't agree with either. I'm not going to stick with the norms of what everyone, who everyone's going to vote for. Like, I still don't believe that's the president I want to have. Fair enough. So, so the last thing I will say, and to bring it full circle, is perhaps, maybe, Trump just pulled that nine-year-old dwarfism thing and finessed all of us. <laughs> who knows see i brought it full circle i can't oh. do that all the time but i did it tonight well he was the one who started the coronavirus to slow down the chinese and then in the next economy episode, Tristan talks about conspiracy oh, theories. we should do an entire an entire episode of conspiracy theories because i have a list of conspiracies because i think they are so interesting see i will sit back on that one hold on like i usually do can i i actually want to for all the viewers, if you're still listening, they can't. What well, that's a that's a no, contradiction. I want you all to <laughs> right look there, up. A- yeah, if you're all listening, I want you to Google the uh, the tree octopus conspiracy theory, and I'm just what? gonna leave it at that. 
No, I, no, all, right, no. all right, all right, all right, all right. Fine, all right, viewers. Get into it. I, I want into you it. to look up the tree octopus conspiracy theory and comment. Leave a comment on this podcast about yeah. The I'm tree actually. Octopus. I'm not. Look, Sean. Please and like I, and subscribe. Sean, Sean and I will do a service right now. We won't look it up because now I kind of want to. After the we podcast, we won't look it up. But whoever listens to this, look it up. And leave a comment on this episode about what you thought of the. It's not. It sounds so. Like it's a totally fake. Well, but don't, don't tell anybody. Everyone, everyone knows it. it's so a tree octopus. <laughs> All right, but do that. What? Yeah. So we'll have the listeners research this and just leave what their thoughts are on our last post. Yeah, that would be a good idea. Yeah, we should actually start a podcast like that next time. Uh, a, a, conspiracy a conspiracy, and just so that way we get more comments because <laughs> something tells me forty-five minutes in we've lost a few. <laughs> all right, Sean. Oh, all right, guys. Well, I guess with that, thanks everyone for tuning to another episode of Drunk Boys Basement. Have something you want us to talk about next time, or love this episode. Make sure to let us know on Facebook at Drunk Boys Basement. And if you haven't already, make sure to click that like button while you're there. Um, also, make sure to catch us. I totally... Wait, wait. I'm going to intervene here. Catch us on Breaker, Google Podcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and Apple Podcasts. Just search Drunk Boys Basement in the podcast search bar. Thank you for reading my mind. I was actually going to have you do that. I got this. <laughs> Please listen responsibly. Peace out. Bye. Bye.